Welcome to our Juice Taekwondo podcast. I'm here with Mr. Freddie Boyne. Mr. Boyne is a fourth degree black belt. He's from Canada, international competitor. I believe the last time we saw each other, I think was in Argentina, yeah. 2018. He did a great job over there. Let him kind of give a little background so that you guys know who he is. Go ahead and give us some information about yourself, Mr. Boyne. All right. Perfect. Thank you, uh, Master Ju, for giving me an opportunity to be here. I started martial arts in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we were a new immigrant family in the area, and there wasn't really many opportunities as far as uh, services or sports. And that was the uh, subsidized program that was available for me. And it actually lit a fire for me. It ended up being um, having a ripple effect and me just being passionate about martial arts in general, uh, watching uh, people like Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, uh, Van Damme, Jet Li. And that's really how it all started. Uh, it was through a, a program, a community program, and it sparked an interest. How old were you when you started? Mm, I was... Uh, 11 years old. 11. Okay. That's a pretty good age. Mm -hmm. What's your youngest um, student that you have right now? Oh goodness. Four. Four. You yeah. take a four-year-old. I mean, I shouldn't sometimes, but some four-year-olds are able to perform and keep up. So what's right. a, no use in denying them if they can. Right. You do Taekwondo full-time yes, and I believe you're also a vocationer. No, it's a, you're a missionary or Give us a little background on that. Yeah, so uh, I'm by vocation, uh, which is kind of seen as like almost part-time as a youth pastor or a missionary. So that comes from my uh, faith background. I'm a uh, evangelical Christian, and it's very much highly connected to how Taekwondo transitioned from something I enjoyed and had some gifts in to it being almost like a life calling and uh, a purposeful, meaningful part of my life. So what that really means is I, I spend half some of my time within the community sharing the gospel, the, the news of Jesus Christ, and with hopes to help people like the way it, it had helped me. And uh, martial arts has been a very valuable instrument and platform to witness to that or share that in a relatable way. Um, I grew up in a, in a very strict church, Catholic, Christian home, and actually I really resented it. I, uh, I turned away from the faith when I was uh, in high school, all the way till I was about 24. So that was a good chunk of my uh, adolescence going into adulthood. And it wasn't until the faith was uh, integrated or it was relevant to something that was in, in line with serving, which is why martial arts became that valuable platform for me or a vehicle for me to express my faith. That's awesome. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> have you always done Taekwondo uh, as your career or did you do other kind of work before? Um, I was uh, in line to in, in social work. I've always had a, a kind of a heart for, I guess, philanthropy uh, to serve and help people. That's always been something that's given me a lot of fulfillment. Um, so that was kind of the direction I was going to as far as uh, career. And um, I was granted an opportunity to run a youth program. It was just a it was like a youth outreach program at this community center where I was running like a part-time Taekwondo uh, class. And uh, people tend to, uh, they really resonated with my way of teaching. Um, and uh, it grew and grew and it became a school. 
I had a, I had a few opportunities to compete and I, I, I realized I really liked that. And I was able to get some results that was valuable. Now I became a full-time martial arts instructor and I, uh, I love it. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Now, did you, um, do you do it at the, that center or do you have your own location? No, I have my own location now. It's been, a have had, uh, some tremendous, uh, blessings these last, uh, five years, uh, went independent and have uh, grown, even had the opportunity to, uh, get a multi-site. I, I think, uh, you and I had commented briefly on, uh, the opening of my second location in a neighboring city. Did you do that? It did. And then, uh, you know, the lockdowns really affected that tremendously, um, because we've been in lockdown for almost a year now. And, uh, so I, I had to have uh, abandoned ship with the second location and transitioned my focus with online, hence uh, opened uh, Tactica, so which is like our online school. Oh, very cool. And how's that going? It's going. Uh, it's, a, it's, a <laughs> it's, <hard>. going. <laughs> it's a hard transition. I've always been a hands-on kind of guy. And uh, I've always, uh, I'm, I, I excel when I'm in uh, an intense environment with people and loud and loud, uh, key ups and hitting bags. That's always, that's always been my environment and online. Like we, it's like, we're, we're showing that, but that's not what we're experiencing. <laughs> right. You don't get right. that feedback. <laughs> no, no, you don't. And, and even with like, so while it's, it's going, it's definitely a big transition mindset wise for me. Right. And yeah. so how's, um, the lockdown been for you guys in Canada? Are you guys yeah. out of that yet? No, I would say we have it the absolute worst in all of the world. <laughs> of all the world. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I could say that. There's, uh, there are some times where, I mean, I try to keep a, a, a reasonable distance from the news and, and that from my own uh, peace of mind. But uh, how I'm gathering it, uh, there was like, I mean, our neighboring country, you guys have been open and having uh, tens of thousands in gathering while we were still in complete lockdown. And right. so for, so it, it has it been a nightmare. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I, in comparison to big companies, little old limitless martial arts who probably traffics between 30 to 80 people a day. Why did we have to be closed down? But, you know, we could probably be <laughs> <what> here for <laughs> Right. No, that's true. I mean, it's kind of interesting because um, I kind of feel like, Oh, we're still, you know, constricted and you know we can't do certain things um my dojong's open right but um i don't have like everyone coming back um and even with them coming back they're still wearing masks or social distancing even though those rules have been relaxed um people are getting used to that it's not the same not the same so um tell me a little bit about um, your experience in argentina how did you do again so uh, I didn't do too good in my individual uh, sparring. I got a little bit. Uh, uh, I don't. How do? How can I say that? It was. Um. I, I the uh, my opponent got the best of me. He was a silver medalist in two sixteen uh, UK, and I knew who he was. And I I I kind of uh, abandoned my my strategy and my game plan. And uh, you know, home court advantage. He's uh, he's an Argentinian. He's uh, he's touched the ranks, and um, I had to really fight a lot smarter than I did. So, uh, I, I tried to aggress him and that didn't really work in my favor. In fact, I hit him 
pretty hard almost taking him out and I, I got a, a minus point rather than an actual point. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, um, it was a big disappointment, but, um, I fought uh, in my teams. I did really well, not, not in terms of results, but in terms of, I guess, putting a mark in the world and in the international, I guess, stage, uh, I was able to spar and, uh, tie with, uh, Luca Pini who I see as uh, their, I think their champ in Argentina. And so that, that was a, that was a good, that was a good match. And uh, I know that I, sometimes it's not always about uh, the medal, although it's very, very important. That's what we're there for. It's really feeling accomplished. And if it wasn't for that, that second match, I definitely would have been very discouraged to say the least. Right. Right. No, I did see some of your fights and um, you look good. What's your thoughts? Are you trying to go to our um, Amsterdam? 2022. Yeah, I would. I would love to. I'm. I'm. Competition is is that's what drives me. Uh, my my concern these days is I never thought I'd ever admit this, but <laughs> I don't want to. I'm the risk of getting injured and things that are at risk. I have three girls now. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm in the forefront of my ministry calling, and um, there's a lot of things kind of in my plate. So as much as um. I'm really driven to compete and have that as a part of my Taekwondo journey. I think the risk is just a little bit too high, but I, I definitely want to still keep my, uh, be a part of it. And so I I'm, I'm really highly considering transitioning into coaching more now. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. You think Amsterdam's going to happen? I'm hoping it happens. Yeah. There's always that dull doubt, huh? Yeah. It's hard to say right now with like new variants coming out and really a, a lack of clarity and in the information that's being given. It's so hard to have, there's, there's so much uncertainty on every level. So I, I don't want to project and plan and then get my hopes up in such a way where it's discouraging. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though we're opened, it's kind of like you gotta, I mean, you should be training before now. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> given the situation that even though we're open, trying to get these guys up to speed. I got to get them and come into the studio first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's a transition of its own. The, the, what this whole pandemic has done with our students was just break their spirit. I, I mean, I have students coming back because we're, we're now in phase two. So we're able to do outdoor training. Right. Uh, just uh, meeting them again after a few months, some of them for over a year now, because they had dropped out when the pandemic happened and they're just, their demeanor, their response, their like fear has just captured their heart. And uh, it's like for what we do as, as instructors, as Sabooms and bringing these people up and strengthening them both inside and out, it's just heart shattering <laughs> to see uh, what this pandemic has done to the people that we've been investing in. Good job to you for uh, keeping the majority of your guys uh, at least working out, engaged in Taekwondo. So yeah. many schools have closed up and uh, it sounds like you're, you're um, still hanging in there. And that's awesome. One of the things I noticed is a lot of our, our guys, as they came back in is their stances have shortened up. <laughs> yes. I think it's, that's a hundred percent true. Accurate. <laughs> It's probably because of the space, you know, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't think we can come back to the same spot where we started <laughs> in patterns. No, no. And, and that's why, you know, as, as far as patterns in online, we wouldn't, we could never be like a tack, like a, like a Peloton. Like we could never try to make an online presence where it's so effective because stances alone, like who has the, the luxury of having that much space to do 
even basic patterns like yoga where you go to line E and F <laughs> yeah. and even get to that. You have to go halfway there. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then readjust. Yeah. No, it's, it's tough. Yeah. That's kind of one of the things I noticed. The other thing obviously is, um, the fitness. Mm, yeah. Mm. I don't know how long your classes are. I don't do the online. My son actually does them. Mm-hmm. And so you're blessed. <laughs> thank goodness. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I miss, yeah. I miss seeing a lot of the guys cause a lot of them are online, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've been able to see a lot of people in our studio. So that's a, a good thing as well. We were doing a lot of outdoor classes mm-hmm, yeah. months ago. So, um, in that way, no, uh, physical contact. So that's a little different. Although some schools do it depends on what state you're at or. Mm, all right. So they have different. Oh, yeah. So in, in the United States anyway, some, some were more open to it and some are not. California is one of the stricter states, I think. Yeah. So you have a little bit more restrictions on your end, but you're very fortunate to have, uh, your son really, uh, you know, take on all these, uh, cause it's hard work doing online. <laughs> Very I mean, like the, the, the biggest, the most difficult part about online, which is our, which is what we're supposed to leverage in order to get them from not knowing their technique to knowing it is motivation, right? If, if you drain that gas tank of motivation, you could forget about learning because, uh, if someone's there and they don't want to be there or they're bored or they have no energy, you can't expect them to retain that information or, you know, try hard. Like there's no effort when there's no motivation. So the online is just like my white belt class. I'm pulling my, the, the, the little bit of hair that I got left out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed some of your social media stuff. I think we mirror each other a little bit. Yes, sir. You're doing an excellent <laughs> job over there. I have to say you're doing a What's, great job. <laughs> I go, Hey, that kind of looks like what we're doing. Or is it, we're doing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. told my son that. Uh, you've been so consistent too. So I appreciate that. It's good. You're rising above, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about um, some of your experience in Taekwondo and how it's, I know it's affected your life, but um, is there anything that has really inspired you and why people should really consider doing Taekwondo? Yeah, that's a good question. And I definitely am an ambassador of the art because in it, I've found some of the best uh, nuggets that uh, I would love to pass on to anybody who's willing to take on anything that would be good for them. Um, And I like to break it down into three very simple, uh, I guess, categories. And the first one would be uh, self-improvement. That's what I love about the ongoing discipline of training regularly, learning regularly, uh, being under seniors to be discipled and mentored and pushed. Um, All of that's just going to complement if you're humble enough, all levels inside mind, body, and spirit. And so for me, that that's important because if my, my saying is if you're not growing, you're dying. And so I need to be growing as a person. Um, The second would be the opportunity, at least in my situation for, making an honest living. I was, uh, that was one of those things that I was kind of concerned about and how well I was going to do in my own, I guess my own future, what kind of career that would be sustainable for me to be able to provide for a family and, and just, and even flourish, not even just survive. And I found that taking on the mentality of entrepreneurship and everything that comes under that umbrella was so valuable. It's really, it's been such a, a big gift and all of that was provided through something as simple as Taekwondo, 
And, uh, and that's why it's very valuable. And as I mentioned earlier, the third category would be the opportunity to give back, which is the, the philanthropy and being able to serve. And I think I find the most fulfillment, not in serving myself, I found the most fulfillment in seeing other people grow. And not just to say that to, to sound like some kind of righteous guy, but it's, it, was, it, was, it actually gave you more gas and more motivation on the harder days than it did to, let's just say, give me a six pack on hard, hard training days. <laughs> so yeah, though, that, that's how, that, that's my thing on the, why Taekwondo is definitely something that everybody should be a part of. Yeah. Those are really a really great way of um, breaking it down, I should say. And it's interesting, you know, the first thing you said is about being humble. I think uh, you have to be that. And it doesn't matter if you're first degree, ninth degree, right? And you can't be too much of that ego, in my opinion, because when you get that, then um, you can't learn anymore. Stumbling block. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have to be a little bit humble. I I agree with that. The other thing I thought that was interesting is um, Taekwondo. What you talk about is not what we talk about in Taekwondo in general, right? In other words, we're not talking about technique. We're not talking about self-defense. We're not talking, but really is about a way of life, right? And it's interesting that how you decided to do Taekwondo as a career Mm-hmm. where although I do Taekwondo full-time but that wasn't my original career right that's not where I was I ever thought of doing that it, I kind of have fallen into it it's re- really what had happened it's just a whole different idea right yeah. and as long as you keep that Taekwondo spirit and uh, ph- basic philosophy because Taekwondo Taekwondo is a business in a way yeah. it still is a business and it's got to be run as a business yeah. and no matter I mean, yes, I love doing Taekwondo, right? You love doing Taekwondo. And General Chase says, do Taekwondo because you love Taekwondo and not because of the money, right? There is a correlation between the two. You still have to do that. Because if you can't afford to keep your dojong open, then Taekwondo dies. That's right. If we had more ambassadors such as yourself and you're successful and everyone's successful, then we can share Taekwondo a little bit more. Yeah. But, and I think that's, that's some of the challenges is that sometimes, um, I mean, everybody has the tendency to, uh, to lose their way because, um, Taekwondo has been such a, uh, growing, uh, enterprise in the West. The business had, has trumped the art in, uh, in destructive ways. And, um, I mean, it's, I think from what you're saying, it's, it's valuable to be a res- responsible businessman. There should be a good balance, a healthy balance of you uh, preserving the art in an honorable way while growing and flourishing as a, as a business. And once the uh, the money really takes over, and this is why the care, the the integrity part of our tenants is so crucial. Once the money part get, takes over, it's it's hard for uh, martial arts schools to stay alive. And hence, I know I don't know about you, but a lot of my local colleagues here in the city, even in the province wide have closed down possibly because they don't have the foundation, right? It was money driven to begin with. And how can you stay afloat in a, in such a dire time when your drive was money? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why we're actually able to to continue because we do have a, um, the system or the philosophy and and I try to keep it as, as pure as possible. I think we all do. It's hard to say, you know, you have to have a good, a good foundation, good program that um, has more value than just kicking and punching probably. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's what the parents buy into, I think. Right. 
Well, very cool. You want to share something else? Might as well share my a positive uh, my positive experience with uh, the organization. Um, Taekwondo as a whole, obviously, I, I love what General, the legacy of General Che, what he's done, because it's really like this is uh, everything you and I are speaking about is an extension of that vision. I mean, that is that is amazing. And so that that should there should be some kind of homage and honor that should be paid in that respect. And that if it wasn't for someone who had a vision to, you know, create something and in, in, in such a light uh, in such a hard time as well. <laughs> right. Um, uh, we wouldn't have this opportunity. And so like, I, I wanted to share that that has been a tremendous blessing for me that, um, there, that this was, this is provided. And, um, if anyone gets a chance to hear this podcast that is either considering or considering to fall off, like uh, no, Taekwondo is definitely something that has to be a part of our lives on, on some way or another. I think so. Like to work with you some more, sir. Uh, that, that's a, it's an honor and it's a, it's definitely a treat. You have some, you have some wisdom I'd like to hear from. Oh, thanks. I think most of it's already online. <laughs> <laughs> That's good then. Available. Have you ever listened to our podcast? I've had, I've, I did in the early stages when you first introduced it. I've just been tremendously busy. Lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if I could make a remark, maybe I'm just not in the right swimming, swimming area. Right. Usually I, I it's, this is, this is a, this is a terrible confession, but sometimes I end up listening to things that fall in my lap. Yeah. And I feel like your stuff doesn't come to me. Oh, so I, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not, maybe it's, uh, are you sending it out or how is it being sent out? Because then I would have to look for it and I'd have, that means I'd have to remember to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't send it out. You know, I don't, um, we, we started it for fun, not necessarily for, you know, um, well, even like notification is, is it on a, well, we have two podcasts, right? I have two t- podcasts. One is our tool world where we talk about technique Mm-hmm. and then um or philosophy different ideas about taekwondo and then and then my juice taekwondo podcast is mostly inspirational kind of a discussion like you and i are having maybe some of my students that are graduate going to school or whatever mm-hmm. um self-defense ideas but um no we don't send out emails or notifications it's most a lot of it is on facebook but yeah that's a good point and obviously it, it's on on those podcast uh, apps like uh, i don't know if you ever if you ever really listen to podcasts um i'm sorry i do i have one app um but again like the people who makes podcasts in those apps i recall don't don't ping me and that's one of the things about today's uh like our relationship with our phone these days is like, unless I get pinged, I'm not like, I forget about things. So that's, Oh, Oh yeah. I think, no, I think that's, yeah. What do you use? You use an Android or you use an iPhone? I'm using, I'm using an iPhone. And, um, I know there's like, uh, I know that so you, one of your stronger ways in uh, sharing is through definitely Instagram that has caught my attention. So, right. Yeah. Cause like I, it's always in front of me. And when I would see him like, Oh, that's interesting. I'd like to go see that. Right. Right. Yeah, my son does all the Instagram stuff. Yeah, he's doing a good job. <laughs> banded me from posting <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> That's brilliant. Says, my my photos aren't good enough. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So I only, only post on my personal Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a hard time. I'm just giving him. I'm just giving him a hard time. But I see you've got the encyclopedia behind you. Oh yes, sir. I got the condensed. I got two of the condensed and a you know, I lost number twelve. I lent it to one of my students and they never gave it back. So I'm gonna Ooh. go. Well, I see you have that right behind you too, sir. <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to. I don't know 
Yours looks a little different. The color's a little different. A little bit. Like maybe, when did you get it? Way back, maybe 2011. Yeah, so that might have been a, repin- a reprint. Perhaps. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking mine might be one of the very original ones. Mm. So I was going to say mine was vintage. Maybe yours is vintage then. <laughs> yeah, mine, I think, was, was that, I don't know, where is it, where is it printed? Does, does it say in that one? I think mine was printed in Russia. Oh, is that right? It'd be probably in volume one for sure. Yeah, let me see. I think mine was the U.S. Oh, no. Mine says, um, mine says printed in Hong Kong. First edition, 1983. That's what it says out front. Oh, yours is the first edition. I'm not even sure which edition this one is. You don't have this page? Is that in the condensed? No, no. This is uh, volume one. Yeah, like that. That's why I'm saying yours. See, mine looks kind of blue and yours kind of looks green. It does, it does, yeah. I'm not sure. It doesn't even say here. Does it say that inside yours? No. Hmm. As, uh, but it is interesting. You're, you're, what city are you from? Uh, Mississauga. Kind of like Mississauga. Yeah. It's that, it, says, it says here, Published International Taekwondo Federation, Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Printed in Hong Kong, though. Oh, you know why? Perhaps. Mm. That was the time the general was living here. Right. Yeah, so it was published then, but it was printed, obviously, overseas because of costs and whatnot. Right. Yeah, that, look at that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's definitely one of the, uh, at least, well, you said it's the first first uh, edition, right? Uh, that's what it says. And I do remember when it first came out that I, I did purchase it. Wow. Um, I only bought it for, I don't know, collection. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's precious. I mean, that, that's... um. I think that's a collector's thing, right? Because now if you buy it, they're going to be a different edition. I'm not telling you where my address is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your website. <laughs> it's on my website. That's my studio. Oh, <laughs> oh my. I don't keep that at my studio. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, this is my studio, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is it your studio? Yeah, it's my office. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I just don't leave all the stuff that I um, have gotten over the years. Like I have a scroll that I, General Che had signed oh, with wow. President Choi chang He also had signed it. And yeah. uh, I just don't, I won't take it to the studio. It's going to be well, in my house. Was, yeah, I would, I would probably preserve that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an original photo of General Che and he signed that. Mm. And I had it at the studio and that's, and it started to kind of fade a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I go, uh, I'm going to take that down. I'm going to throw a copy up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so I, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I, I brought it back. Now I don't even know where I put it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's somewhere in the house. <laughs> Not too many things. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much, Mr. Boyne, for uh, jumping in online. And hopefully we can catch up again. Pleasure for me to chat with you. Perfect, sir. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for considering me. Thank you, sir. All right.